Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Um, so despite having to spend another couple of days in hospital this week, uh, which was very annoying, um, I am here and I'm going to do a show, so take that body, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so some of you may remember that quite a few moons ago I did an episode about Atlas, um, talking about its origins and a few of its early games that were released on the Saturn. Uh, hello to BritGamer and whoever else is in the chat, um, by the way. Uh, I is here as well, I think. I'm not sure who else is around. We'll find out in a moment. Um, so today I'm going to look at a few other games that Atlas released on Sega consoles, starting with those on the Dreamcast. Now a game called Make an X, or Mac and X, is a first-person hack-and-slash game where you play as the Macken, a sentient sword, and uh, the people it has quote-unquote brain-jacked. Uh, your first body is Kei Sagami, uh, the daughter of Hiro Sagami, who is the leader of the Blade Masters who created the Maken. Now, the Maken was created as a weapon against the Sangoki, who are humans with malformed bodies thanks to their spirits becoming corrupted, and these people have attacked the Blade Masters facility where the Maken was being held. As you progress through the game, you will be able to take a different dialogue pass that will mean you'll end up with different endings depending on your choices. During combat, you'll gain PSI, or Psy, points from the enemies you defeat, and this will allow you to brainjack other characters, as the making can only take over characters of an equal or lesser Psy level to yourself. Sounds pretty interesting. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about uh, Make an X uh, and its remake um, after the break, but I think now it's time for some music. Um... Uh, I'm saying Sega what in Ethiopia? I don't know what is going on there, but okay. Um, the chat is occasionally a bit odd, but let's move on. Uh, so from um, Make an X, we've got uh, the world map and last boss tunes. So I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
and we are back. And that was from uh, Make an X, is World Map and Last Boss. Um, the end of that last boss tune has some very interesting kind of mechanical uh, speak in it. I'm, I'm, I can't quite make out what it's saying or even what language it's in. Um, I assume it's Japanese, but I could be wrong. Uh, so it'd be pretty interesting to figure out what that's saying. Uh, continuing with Make an X, uh, it is the first Atlas game to feature full voice acting. Speaking of, uh, of speaking, and was one of Atlas's for, uh, earliest for fully 3D games. Uh, this game later received a remake that was called Make and Show, mainly due to the fact that the first-person view was causing motion sickness in some players. This sounds familiar, says the person who used to work for a, a VR company. So the remake set the game in a third-person view instead. Uh, they also included a few more features, such as getting experience points, which allow you to access new skills uh, with the person the Macon is controlling, and the look the Macon uses one particular character, their synchronization increases, which in turn increases the character's stats, such as their health and attack power. It's a pretty interesting um, mechanic, actually. Uh, um, and I'd, I'd quite like to, to give this a try at some point. Uh, the remake, as far as I'm aware, came out on the PlayStation. So I can't remember if it was the PlayStation 1 or 2. Anyway, another Atlas game released on the Dreamcast is Desperia. Um, so for some reason, uh, usually spelt uh, either capital D, lowercase e, and Spiria is all caps. Or sometimes you actually get lowercase d, uh, lowercase e, and then uh, capital S, and then uh, Iria, with the rest of the word only lowercase. Which is odd, but I guess. Uh, Desperia is a horror RPG, uh, which sadly only is available in Japanese. From what I have been able to find out, um, the player is a person who lives in the year 2070, uh, playing the role of a character called Alua Valentine. That's a bit on the nose, isn't it? This is a girl with extrasensory powers who has been tasked to work undercover to assassinate someone high up within a organisation... Uh, sorry, the organisation uh, that she works for is a place called The Church. In capitals. Um, they, and uh, Aloha Valentine has been tasked to assassinate someone within a heretic group. Okay, so we're living in a theocracy in this universe, I guess. Um, as it turns out that the organisation, the church, has taken over power in Japan since World War Three occurred uh, 22 years before the setting of the game. The intro cutscene shows Allure getting into a train and then some sort of worm is stuck up her nose and then she starts seeing weird visions, like really psychedelic stuff, and the train she is on then crashes and from there the game actually starts. Uh, the worm up her nose thing is a bit like the scene in The Matrix where the agents put a, a little parasite thing in Nia. It's quite similar. It's very difficult to figure out what's actually going on there because I don't speak Japanese. Uh, but it's it's pretty interesting looking. Uh, so let's have some more music um, before I get too distracted. Uh, so from um, Making Xiao, uh, we've got um, BGM4, and um, 
A lot of the Despiria music is uh, very short, sorry, uh, is very short loops, so I'm going to save that for later. And, because uh, I'm going to talk a bit more about Despiria in a moment. So instead, from Resident Evil Code Veronica, Dreamcast version, or as it's known in um, Japan, uh, Gun Survivor Biohazard, uh, we've got uh, track 1A, because unfortunately the versions I've got are not very well labelled. So I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
tuned to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7. from uh, Mac and Shao, that was BGM4, and then from Resident Evil Code Veronica Dreamcast version, uh, with track 1A. So carrying on with um, Desperia, uh, the gameplay is all in first person, and except for the cutscenes. Uh, it looks pretty similar in style to Myst, uh, for those of you who are familiar with that particular pretty groundbreaking game. And in Desperia is pretty necessary to look around and interact with pretty much everything you come across. As well as movement between areas being shown as a sort of short um, CG cutscene. Uh, combat is turn-based and there aren't any physical fights, but rather mental fights as they are done with psychic powers. Uh, you can be helped out by mines, which act as some monsters who can attack or heal, depending on their particular skills. Uh, the game is very dialogue-heavy, which makes this even more as a shame, because I want to know more about the story of this game. Uh, because the, 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 the kind of background for it is so bizarre that I really want to know exactly what's going on. But there doesn't appear to be anything like a fan translation, and obviously I don't speak Japanese, uh, I can't even find a, um, a script or anything, or a, a precis for what's going on. So it's very annoying, because um, I would like to know more about this game, because it's, it's so fascinating, and I was a, a fan of Myst when that was around. Uh, even more annoying is that the... Um, uh, Music is usually very, very short loops. I mean, we're talking like 30 seconds or less, which has made it very difficult to actually find something that I can use. Um, Rafsig saying, which game is it? I missed it. Well, um, the one I'm currently talking about is called Despiria. Uh, that's D-E-S-P-I-R-I-A. Um, is that the, do you mean the, the one I'm currently talking about, Rafsig? Uh, if you could let me know, that would be useful, because I, I can help. Um, uh, Resident Evil uh, Code Veronica was some of the music I was playing. 
uh, because as I said I don't have a lot for uh, Desperia because the music loops are usually really short as I will demonstrate soon because the, the longest one I found was just over a minute long this, this is what it's like uh, yeah Rav, uh, Rav was, uh, was uh, wanting to know about Desperia so yeah if somebody anyone can, knows more about Desperia who can and tell me a, a few more details about it I'm absolutely fascinated by this because it's so bizarre uh, yeah, the mental battle um, turn-based game is called Despiria. To answer Ravseek's question. So yeah, uh, and if anybody knows more about it, please tell me, because I am very frustrated with how little I have been able to discover. Anyway. Moving on for more Atlas things. Uh, for the, uh, Moving on from the Dreamcast to the Game Gear. That's sort of slipping a bit backwards in time there. Uh, we have uh, Megami Tensei Gaiden, uh, Last Bible, which in some areas is also known as Revelations the Demon Slayer. Probably because they were worried about the American audiences being able to pronounce Megami Tensei. Oh well, that didn't bother them after a few years. This was the first in the Last Bible series, and this game sees you playing as L, or E-L, and his companions as you seek to unravel the reason behind the sudden appearance of monsters in the world. That's the sort of thing that would kind of distress you, isn't it? Like, ah, where's the monsters outside my front uh, front gate? Uh, the gameplay is pretty similar to most Megami Tensei games, where you have turn-based combat and you can converse with the monsters you fight in an effort to recruit them into your party. So Final Fantasy uh, meets Pokemon, pretty much. Uh, the game series was developed to be more appealing for a wider audience, including children, so the difficulty was toned down a little bit, and the themes were also eased off a bit, and any references to demons were replaced with monsters. Although the Game Gear version was released as Revelations the Demon Slayer, so not entirely excising all references to demons. Um, because usually, as, as anyone who's played any of the Megami Tensei games will know, especially the mainline games, uh, they're very heavy into the um, religious symbolism and straight-up religious references, particularly Judeo-Christian uh, stuff. Although it doesn't, they span all religions and mythologies. But yeah, quite frequently in the Megami Tensei games you end up fighting God or, you know, Satan, or both, and tell them both to go and take a hike if you fancy, in some of the games. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's have some more music then. Um, from uh, Desperia, we've got the longest track I could find. Uh, this was, uh, it's labelled on my, on my, uh, on the tracks I managed to find as BTL11, so I had no idea what that means, but it's called BTL11 on my uh, download. And then from the last Bible um, game on the Game Gear, we've got BGM3. So tell me what you think of those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
And we are back. And that was uh, The Last Bible BGM3, and before that we had Disperia, a track label as BTL11. Um, the Last Bible has some very nice music uh, for the Game Gear, um, especially considering that the Game Gear sound chip is a little bit limited. Um, but there's some very nice tracks on that, so I recommend having a listen to that if you're a fan of 8-bit music, which I am. So, uh, on with some more about uh, Shimagami Tensei Gaiden Last Bible, uh, aka Revelation of the Demon Slayer. Um, this game was originally brought to Game Boy in 1992, with the Game Gear getting a release in 1994. Along with getting uh, colorization, it also got changes which are exclusive to the Game Gear. Uh, these changes include new sprites for the monsters and characters, and most interestingly, a completely different ending, with a different final location and boss. Unfortunately, the Game Gear version was only released in Japan. Again. Bloody hell. With only the English version being brought out on the Game Boy Color. How annoying. This does suggest, though, that it's possible to kind of map most of the translation onto the Game Gear version, which raises some interesting possibilities. Um, so, yeah. I wonder if anyone's done that. I haven't looked into that one. I did with Desperia, but I didn't with this one, so I should do that at some point. The only other game Atlas brought to the Game Gear was a another Last Bible game. This one's called Last Bible Special, which is the fifth in the Last Bible series and takes a bit of a departure from the RPG style of its predecessors. I'm going to loop my music before I run out. Instead of a third-person view in an open world like Final Fantasy, uh, you navigate dungeons from a first-person perspective, similar to games like Eye of the Beholder or the um, Ultima uh, Underground series. In Last Bible Special, you play as a character called Mattel, uh, Martel, uh, who has been tasked with conquering four dungeons and reclaiming the Holy Land of Jerusalem from the clutches of the evil Dark Lord Gryas. So, about this toning down of the religious content then, I clearly threw that out the window. <laughs> to aid you in doing this, you can recruit people from the main city, but after this you must venture out to the first dungeon and conquer it. Enemies will randomly attack you as you navigate the dungeons, and as with most Megami Tensei games, you can speak with them in hopes of getting them to join your side. As with Revelations, this game was only available in Japan. However, there are unofficial language patches if you want to play the game via an emulator or if you have a flashcard. So yeah. So I'm I'm I know that one has a, a translation patch. I'm not sure about the Game Gear version of uh, the original Last Bible. That'd be interesting to find out if that's actually the case. Because, you know, the different ending and everything. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, a person, uh, I think is new to the chat, called Nicola Saman, uh, has posted up a picture of the Last Bible title screen. Um, that's quite nice, actually. I like the um, the runes on the background. Is that, uh, is that Cyrillic? Or Greek? It might be Greek. That's pretty cool. Right, so let's have some more music then. 
Um, so from the last Bible special, uh, we've got BGM number four. And after that, because I'm talking about um, about uh, Atlas, and you can't talk about Atlas without mentioning Persona, uh, from Dark Sword over on OC Remix, we've got Persona 4 Arena, uh, Kuro Yuki. So I hope you enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the musical break. Sega music, live shows, and the chance to request your favorites. This is RadioSega.net.
are back. And from uh, Dark Sword, that was Persona 4 Arena Kuroyuki from our friends over at OC Remix. And before that, we had from Last Bible Special on the Game Gear, we had BGM at number 4. Right, it's time for Chiptune Corner, I think. So, this week on Chiptune Corner, I'm going to highlight an artist that I only discovered fairly recently. Uh, Ost is a musician from Sweden who works in a style which has been described as Bitpop. Not Britpop, Bitpop. Uh, this seems to span a fairly wide range of traditional genres, but he is mostly known for producing fairly cheerful tunes using a Nintendo NES. His first album was released in 2008 and was titled Lesser Than Three. And his most recent album was called Friendship Adventure and was released on his website ozd.net under the Creative Commons license. So, therefore, I, well, first of all, I'm going to put a link to his website in the Discord chat. There we go. And then I'm going to play for you from his album Friendship Adventure, his most recent one, uh, the song Raining Outside Heavy. So this is Ozd, Raining Outside Heavy. I hope you enjoy it. Please let me know what you think. And I will speak to you again in a little bit. Raining Outside Heavy from Ost. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I, uh, I really enjoy um, that album. There's some really lovely stuff on there. There's one called, I think, Seaside Town, which just sounds like it's something from the uh, 8 or 16 bit, uh, from an 8 or 16 bit RPG. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and a lot of the stuff can be downloaded from his website for free, or you can donate if you want to. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, also, one thing about that, uh, the um, raining outside, uh, I think it could match up really well with It Doesn't Matter. Uh, is, is that just me? Is, uh, is the kind of rhythm of it, it just feels like it could go into It Doesn't Matter really easily. Um, somebody with actual musical skill like Rexy uh, could probably tell, tell us if that's actually the case. 
if it would work. Or maybe a quartet. I don't know. Have to pester Rexy to listen to it and tell me what she thinks. Uh, Griffith saying, is it lesser than three or uh, less than three? It's actually lesser than three. That's the actual name of the of the album. Uh, if you look on his website, you will see that that is in fact the case. Yeah, lesser than three. If you look on the website. Anyway, uh, earlier on. Um, BrickGamer98 was awesome, and he put up a link to a, um, a language patch for Shimagami Tensei, uh, sorry, Megami Tensei Gaiden Last Bible on the Game Gear, which is actually an English language patch, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so when I get my um, Game Gear emulator up and running, I might give that a try at some point. Right, uh, so nearly done for today. Um, if uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to cover next week, so if anybody has any suggestions, please let me know uh, if there's anything you want me to cover. Uh, you can contact me through the Radio Sega Discord, where I am at, uh, well, I'm sorry, where I'm uh, Skyblue42, or you can contact me on Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies, or you can reach me through the Radio Sega Facebook or Twitter. Uh, also, um, I have a Patreon now. It's mostly for another podcast that I'm working on, um, but if anybody would wish to donate to um, my Patreon, and, uh, that would be really nice. So if you could give that a uh, think about doing that. Um, the first episode of my podcast should be up probably early next month, um, and I will be talking about disasters which have been caused by human error which is the name of the podcast so thank you so much to everybody for listening thank you to uh brickgamer98 and ii and nicholas Mam, who's new to us and ravseek and danny and who else was in the chat um anybody else who's been lurking around um imagine uh possibly uh, rexy and electric boogaloo are probably listening in from afar um, but yeah, thank you so much to everybody for listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed the ep- this episode, despite the fact that I'm stumbling with my words a bit, because I'm still very, very tired from having been in hospital earlier this week. Uh, so to go out on, here's uh, one last track. And because I am completely shameless, I'm going to play a track that I'm very fond of. And this is from Persona 5. And this is Last Surprise. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I've been Skyblaze. This has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Thank you all and good night. Do you want
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.